Hey, it is Clay. Welcome to our second ever episode of the Money with Clay podcast. Really quickly, a quick plug. Who am I? Who? What is kind of qualifying me to just talk about what I'm about to talk about? You can go back to episode one and I give my background. I give my personal story. Uh, and basically how many different variables, many different kind of uh, pathways and just characteristics of myself came together that allowed me to be you know, financially free since my 20s and to be you know, totally debt free. Uh, I paid off you know, $163,000 at its peak. But if you're interested in kind of my whole journey, how everything played out, you know, came together and all that, just go back to episode one and I explain that. But in this episode, I wanna talk about a couple of headlines that I've been seeing and it's really the perfect time of year. July 4th is right around the way. So Independence Day for us Americans and it presents uh, you know, kind of a little test in everybody's, um, you know, kind of walk the walk, you know, viewpoint of things. I mean, yeah, we can all sit here with the view of, yeah, I have this vision of I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And, you know, like I said, from the viewpoint, yeah, you're saying all the right things. You are saying and your view is one that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that is going to work out well. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great, that's a great strategy to have. But like I said, that viewpoint is saying everything. The other viewpoint is, well, it's it's time to kind of back up those actions. Back up what is gonna get you from you know point A where you currently are at, where you're currently viewing a certain circumstance from, to where you wanna go. And 4th of July, like I said, Independence Day, is a great little quiz within that whole journey because it presents people with a little hurdle, a little split in the path, if you will, where sure they're saying something like I said, but what do they actually do? And what is this in regards to? Well, you know, the, the, the classic fireworks. Let's go shoot off some fireworks. Let's spend money on fireworks. And right off the get-go, this is a very case-by-case basis. So I'm not making blanket statements here, but I am gonna provide some statistics and I'm gonna provide some things from these articles that gets, you know, is the whole point of this episode, which gets me scratching my head saying, you know what, I'm not by no means Am I a, a mathematical genius? By no means am I a genius at all, but I would like to think that I can understand some basic numbers here and understand and maybe locate a little bit of a problem that uh, you know certain people are having, especially when it comes to you know their personal finances trying to get from point A to B. I, I, I'm assuming it's a relatively safe assumption on my part that we all want peace of mind that if I could say, you know what, let's just kill stress, let's just be able to sleep great at night, let's just have a stress-free life. I think most people would be like, yeah, that sounds really nice to me. Not No stress, just being comfortable and enjoying life. And a great way to do that is to have wealth, to build wealth. Again, wealth not being defined as fancy cars and exotic vacations, but just peace of mind, just relaxing, being able to kind of walk around with a smile because you're not stressing out because of this, that, or the other when it comes to your personal finances. So again, that is wealth. That is what I'm assuming everybody is after, peace of mind, that type of wealth. And in order to get there, yeah, you do need to be able to accomplish some financial goals. And then you read a lot of these headlines and a lot of these statistics, and you start to wonder, okay, well, what may be the cause? You know, what, 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 what exactly is going on that's creating the, these circumstances? And full circle here, yeah, 4th of July is actually a great reason for it. Now, 
I, I, I'm probably gonna come across as, you know, the, the, the crusty old guy that get off my lawn, but that's not my intention. My intention is just to kind of maybe point out and just offer up, um, you know, a, a quiz a test for a lot of people out there that are talking one way, and then let's see how they're actually walking and acting. So I see an article from Bloomberg, and that the title of it, and it's in their wealth section, is America's millennials are waking up to a grim financial future. And then the sub-headline, sub job prospect, savings, safety nets, life expectancy, the data show just how bad a mess they face. So it's almost like the, the mess is not their problem. Like they're facing this mess. But now some of it, yeah, you know, nobody can control everything. But I, I want to focus on a couple of these different statistics from the article. This article goes on to talk about many different, you know, reasonings for, you know, kind of this whole mess. And then there's this statistic right here. So from the article, and I quote, and according to a Fed survey, four in 10 Americans said it would be tough to come up with $400 for an emergency expense. Four in 10, so 40%, meaning that that's almost, you know, one in every two people. Not quite, but pretty pretty close to 50% of people. But 40%, $400, oh uh, yeah, that's, that, that's gonna be difficult. And then it says, the same 2017 survey found 27% skipping medical treatments but because they can't afford them. Another poll this month reaffirmed the inability of many Americans to save any money at all. Okay, four and 10 would be very difficult to come up with $400 for an emergency. And then, you know, 27% are skipping. So one in four people, one in four people are skipping medical treatments because they can't afford them. So, okay, that's, you know, where, where is this money going? Is this a income problem? Are they not being paid enough? Are they not working hard enough? Or is there maybe some other sort of, dynamic, some other root cause that is creating this financial circumstance for them. Now, again, I get it, everybody, there's a case-by-case -case basis. You can cherry pick any situation and say, well, what about this person with this, that, and the other all occurring that can blow up any sort of observation that anyone makes. So I, I'm well aware that, yeah, you can cherry pick something and blow away you know, kind of my observation here, but let's just kind of talk in broad statistics. But just keep in mind that $400. And again, Independence Day, it's right around the corner. It's coming up. I did a little bit more digging. I thought, you know, yeah, people, man, people can't come with $400. That's kind of like a basic principle of peace of mind, right? Having funds set aside for emergencies. You know, just in case something randomly occurs, you have some money that's sitting there. And a 40% can't even come up with $400. And if it's, you know, okay, well, it's almost July 4th. I wonder what kind of people, I mean, what do people spend on fireworks? I mean, you know, growing up in the neighborhood I did, you know, I see fireworks exploding everywhere and, uh, you know, so what What exactly are, you know, the prices? What exactly could, you know, people potentially be paying for that sort of stuff? And remember, this article is geared around millennials. So, you know, those of the younger generation. So I found a Time article online. Granted, it's from 2011, so a little bit older, but I'm sure these statistics, so they, they, this stat may be a little bit lower, but to be fair, it could actually be even higher so, I mean, keep that in mind, but just, you know, let the general premise here is the observation that I'm trying to kind of convey about those people that are saying certain things and then those people that are actually doing certain things. So from this Time article, and I quote, consumers in the 18 to 24 year age category are expected to spend the most money over the holiday, 
$379, with men spending more than women. So wait, what was that number that 40% of people had difficulty coming up with? $400. And then what is the, you know, what are the ages or what are, is that price range for the ages? You know, the younger ages, 18 to 24, millennials, $379. I, like I said, I don't have any hardcore proof, but is it at least a rational thought on my part? Is it at least a rational observation to think that maybe the problem here is a budgeting problem. Maybe the problem here is not an income problem, but a spending habit problem. Is that at least valid? And I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry when I see, you know, oh, woe is me, woe is me, you know, the, you know this certain generation. And I, I'm a millennial too. I, I think I'm at like the very beginning of it, so I'm kind of a quote unquote older millennial. But the, and first off, I have nothing against millennials. Some of the hardest workers, some of the, just the, the most inspirational people that I've, that I've spoken with, that are just absolutely nailing and absolutely killing it are millennials. So this is not like a rant against millennials, but for the millennials that are, you know, oh, woe is me, you know, as that article said, the mess they're in, I I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it's kind of a, a self-made mess. And I thought, you know, all right, Clay, well, how can we get a little bit more scientific? And this is very unscientific, but on uh, the Money With Clay social media, um, on the Facebook page, I, I, I posted a picture of firework display that I took at a, a, a local... Um, Meyer here, um, it, they're just a regional kind of, they're like a Walmart, but just regional groceries, fireworks, clothes, all that good stuff. And something I, you know, was on sale for a hundred bucks. So I posted this on the Money With Clay social media Facebook page and I said, you know, where do you stand on this? What would you do with a hundred dollars? Are you spending it here or are you gonna set it aside to either pay down debt or do something else with, you know, such as invest, for example. And I got a good w wide range of uh, answers, but I wanna just kind of go over a couple of them and uh, just kind of see how it fits all into you know this whole mentality. Before I get into these though, remember the overall premise that I set up. A certain group of people, they wanna get from a, a view of where they are now and they're viewing down the road, You know, they wanna be able to build wealth. Wealth being peace of mind. So that's the overall premise, that is the goal. The, the, the premise here is not, you know, these people have, you know, $10 million in the bank account, they're debt free. That's not the premise. The premise is people wanna get somewhere from, you know, point A to B, B being building up wealth so that they can have full peace of mind. So with that premise in mind, somebody made the comment or replied, can't put a price on memories. Why not do both? Which brings up a very interesting talking point in and of itself. Can't put a price on memories. To which I would reply, why does there need to be a price associated with memories? Why do you need to spend money to make a memory? Now, yeah, I get it. Well, Clay, I live like three miles from the park or I live third, you know, 10 miles from the park, so I gotta drive there. Fair point. What is that, like $2.50 of gas? So, okay, all right, well, you had to spend money for that memory. But do you really need to go and spend, you know, this person is saying do both. Okay, so the like I said, my question was $100. So do you really need to, you know, spend $50, you know, for either uh, on, on paying down debt or investing and then spend $50 on fireworks? Really, do you need to do that when you have outstanding debts? Can't you find something that's a little bit more cost effective to create memories? I'm sorry, but you, d when you have goals, when you wanna get certain places, you know, you don't need to spend money on things that are really just a total waste as, you know, a lot of other people commented and were quite clever in, in their replies. Uh, but you don't, you know, it just really is a waste of money. Well, that's how I have fun. Well, that's great, but can you delay that fun 
and find something a little bit cheaper while you accomplish those goals, while you get that credit card paid off, while you get that car loan paid off, why, you know, well, I wanna have fun right now, okay. And then you go and complain about, well, I don't have $400 for an emergency. Well, you can't have it, you can't have it both ways. Now, if you're, if you're one of those people that's not playing the victim card, if you're one of those people that, then I'm not refer. I am just making, the statistics here are a lot of gray areas here. And some of these mentalities about, well, you can't put a price on memories. That is just, in my opinion, a way of saying, yeah, I don't want any financial discipline because I, I need to spend money on memories. I assure you, some of the best memories I'm getting as a father is playing out in my front yard with my kids. And that is zero dollars. There is zero dollars being you know, spent to go create memories. And that is my point. There are a million ways to create memories without needing to go and spend money on something that lasts for two seconds before it explodes. Now, of course, yes, July 4th, I'm using as the overall concept here, but the underlying factor is what are you really spending your money on? Is it necessary? And no, it is not necessary if you have goals of wanting to build wealth, if you have goals of wanting to get things under control from a wealth building, peace of mind building perspective. There are a such thing as just, that was not a wise move. And this whole, you know, price on memories, it's its just, it's a facade. It is a smokescreen to the fact of people just not wanting to display discipline, not wanting to actually pass the test. Remember, the test here is saying one thing and then doing. Somebody's saying how, oh, I wanna do, I wanna just have wealth, I wanna be able to get peace of mind, I wanna you know, accomplish this goal, I wanna get this credit card paid off, but okay, now I have decision. I have this $100, what am I gonna use this $100 for? All right, I'm, 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 gonna, well, I'm gonna split the difference. How non-committal is that? I mean, and not, if you're gonna be non-committal, then you know, that, that just doesn't work. Just focus on something, knock it out, and then you'll be in a much better spot. And then of course somebody does the YOLO, you only live once. And yeah, and people wonder why 40% of people can't you know, afford $400 emergency with you only live once. Well, yeah, you're only living once and uh, you better hope none of those emergencies pop up during that. Or you know, the you only live once people, they're the 27% that are probably skipping the payments because hey, you only live once, so I have this $100. I could set this aside in case of medical emergency. No, I'm gonna go spend it on fireworks that'll last for all of two seconds. So, you know, those are the obvious ones where it's just like, and you wonder why these articles exist. And then somebody says, I'll save the $100 and enjoy the neighbors wasting their money on fireworks. So there you go. And, uh, you know, and again, maybe the neighbors aren't wasting money, maybe they're financially set, but if those neighbors have the goals that I've been talking about, then yeah, that is a total waste of their money. They're not being efficient with it. And of course, maybe you've been thinking, Clay, just bring up the, the kind of glaringly obvious thing here is why don't you just go to a fireworks display where the fireworks are 10 times better? I mean, that, that seems pretty logical and you don't have to pay any money for that. The actual kicker here, and my wife brought this up, which is a, a very good point on her on her end with the observation, is the people that go out there and buy fireworks, they are literally double paying. How are they double paying? Well, even if you go to a free firework display put on by your city or what have you, it's not free. There's something called property taxes that you pay. And the money that they are using for those is coming from your property taxes. Well, Clay, I rent. I assure you, your landlord, the real estate investor, has factored in property taxes into your payment. So you are paying property taxes, even if you are, well, no, I only have a rent payment. I assure you, your 
property taxes are, or the property taxes that the investor is paying is factored into your payment. So to think that people pay their property taxes and then don't, maybe some of them do both, but to think that all this money that's actually being spent towards fireworks, that'd be an interesting display. You know, hey, you know what? Let's just not do fireworks and what's that gonna be reflected in, you know, the, the property taxes? It, it probably wouldn't be a whole bunch, but the idea here is that why go and pay for something when you have goals, when you've already paid for it and you can go down to your city, wherever they do it, and watch your firework display there. I mean, it's just, like I said, okay, you can't put a price on memories. That's the cost of gas to get there. Who knows, maybe you're lucky enough and you can take, it's it's July. You could have a beautiful evening to, to take your kids down for a walk to wherever the display is, if it's you know within a, a mile or so. You can't put a price on memories, you know, that's just, I think I've made my point on that. And the other thing, and this was just great time, and I saw the article today as I recorded this, and it just really goes to illustrate, you know, the whole circling back to the 40%, $400, you know, people can't afford stuff. Because the banks are good. The banks are smart. The banks are putting a lot of time, research, and money into getting people to go counterproductive to their goals. The goal here, peace of mind. What is a counterproductive peace of mind goal? Well, taking on debt, taking on more debt. And I bring this up because I, I wanna encourage you and I want to motivate you to accomplish those goals, to accomplish whatever you are seeking after. Whether it is, maybe your goal right now is just simple. One step at a time, I wanna get that credit card paid off. Then I can focus on something else with the end goal being you know, to, to build up wealth over time. So I do wanna encourage you and that's the idea of this, but I also kinda want to, in a ranting type of way, make you aware of what's going on in your surroundings. So like I said, this article just out today as of the recording, the title of this uh, uh, article from cnbc.com, Stuffed Mailbox? Banks are sending out a lot more letters to get you to borrow more. And the statistic here is that 10 companies that Credit Suzy tracks sent out 368 million mail solicitations in May a 10% monthly increase and a 41% annualized jump. In other words, and maybe you can relate to this, I know I can, the mailbox, just fill it with, I don't, I don't bank with them. How, that bank, I don't, I don't have a credit card with them. And you just have all these ads of this, that, and the other when it comes to, at its core, trying to you know get you to borrow more. And borrowing more, when you're trying to, you know, escape debt and when you're trying to, you know, accomplish various tasks is I don't need to, you know, I don't need to really state that. That's 100% counterproductive. And yet the banks are stepping up their gain. Think about that. A 41% jump compared to last year. That is a huge jump. Not quite a 50%, but still, that is a massive massive increase in their marketing power. And their marketing power is spot on. Like I said, a bank is more than a bank. You know that they have an entire floor full of psychologists. They have an entire floor full of people that are all about human emotions, human behaviors. How do people view things? What are gonna get people to act in a certain way? Act in a way that we want them to act. And how do they want you to act? They want you to borrow more. Cough, cough, take on more debt. Or who knows, maybe just take on debt in the first place. And that is completely counterproductive to what this entire you know, podcast is about. Hence why I'm so against it. 
because it's just, it's crazy. And it's gonna be what you are going to battle if you haven't started maybe trying, maybe you're just now getting fired up about wanting to pay down debt, or maybe you're kind of getting, you know, started with it, or, you know, maybe you're in the middle of it. And just understand, you're not alone. It's, it's If you're feeling temptations, that doesn't make you bad because the banks, they know how to tempt. They know exactly what buttons to press based on human emotion and all that to get you to potentially want to maybe backtrack. And, you know, they're never going to get me. They're never going to get me. I, I hope not. But if they can get people like this, then trust me, they could potentially get you, which again is why I'm offering up the warning. From the article, consumers are holding 3.9 trillion in total debt, a 25% jump in the past five years. Okay, here we go. Like I said, trust me, if people, if the banks can get things like this, then they could potentially get you. So don't, I, I like your confidence saying they'll never get me, but just be aware. So, and I quote, consumers who don't have a lot of excess income are squeezed. There's only so much they can buy, Chadwick said. For big ticket items, most people sign an agreement. <clears throat> Take on debt. TVs, dishwashers, appliances, they're paying for years for simple things. I don't know how sustainable the whole thing is. I, I agree, Chad. People taking out debt, people borrowing money, for freaking TVs and dishwashers? Are you kidding me? Well, you know, it's a big mess. I don't have $400 in case of an emergency. Well, maybe because you're making payments on a dishwasher, something that I'll be the first to admit is super annoying, but that can be totally done by hand. Is this, the banks are good, folks. The banks are good and they're stepping up their game. They are coming for you. They are coming to try to derail you off of your, you know, your A game. And, you know, it's, it's, these circumstances are absolutely crazy. When I read that quote this morning, as I, you know, sipped my morning coffee, I almost spit it out. And don't, don't even get me started on TVs. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, why are you struggling? Well, you know, a couple days ago I had 500 extra bucks and a TV was a uh, thousand. So I put $500 into the TV and then I had to borrow the other 500. Good grief. And people then have the, the, the guts to complain about how they can't get ahead in life. And the statistics are there. The statistics, I backed up these general blanket statements. So I, it's, it, you can't have it both ways. Now, if you are just happy as a clam and you love not being able to get out of debt, if you love just kind of always living paycheck to paycheck, then, hey, that's great. I'm, I'm assuming you're not even listening to this um, or you think I'm probably the biggest jerk ever, but okay, that's fine then. But the people that I'm assuming this podcast will draw in are people that are go-getters that, sure, maybe they don't have everything figured out and that's the whole idea to help people out, but at least they're going to kind of back up what they say and walk the walk. But TVs and dishwashers, payments are unbelievable. And then people don't have $400 for an emergency. People are spending $379 on average for, well, you know, to that statistics credit, mainly guys. So us guys, we're freaking morons. I mean, just wasting away money. So I'm sorry, but if you want to get ahead in life, let's look in the mirror and check the expense column first. It very well could be an income problem. I'm not denying that. But what I'm reading here and what just kind of the stars aligning and everything coming out, it, it sounds like there's some cost savings here because a TV is not a must have. A dishwasher 
is not a must have. There is no reason at all that people should be taking out payments on that. That is just simply a lack of discipline, a lack of wanting to, you know, it's kind of that mentality of you can't put a price on memories. Okay, so I, I, that person would probably argue, well, because I'm a, I have a dishwasher now, I can go play with my kids, you know, another 15 minutes longer and I can make 15 minutes more of memories. Or how about, I don't know, you create a game out of washing the dishes with your kids so that uh, you don't have to take payments out on a dishwasher and guess what? You're cre- and now you're getting paid to make memories because a penny saved is a penny earned, so you're actually earning memories to create some fun game in washing the dishes. So at the end of the day, you know that's kind of just what I wanted to get off my mind seeing these articles. And my challenge, my question to you is, yeah, it's 4th of July, but when you go to, to, to purchase those fireworks or you're planning to purchase those fireworks, ask yourself, is there something else that, uh, you know, what's my goal? What am I trying to accomplish? And if you're trying to accomplish what I've been, you know, uh, you know, heating to here, then, you know, really look, look hard in the mirror because you're at one of those crossroads. Like I said earlier, you're at a split in the path. You can either go down the walk the walk path or, you know, just kind of be one of those people that runs their mouth but doesn't back anything up. And I assure you there, are, there will be plenty more 4th of Julys and you will have an opportunity when you get debt free and you start investing and you start growing wealth where you'll be able to put on a firework display for your whole neighborhood, and I truly mean that. And I could do that if I wanted to. I don't say that in a bragging way, I just say that in a way where I've had to you know, make a lot of annoying decisions in the past. Annoying decisions that, oh man, this is not really what I wanna be doing, but in order to accomplish longer term goals, I'm just gonna do it. So it is possible, that's just not me saying that just to, for a sound bite, it is literally possible if you follow your game plan, if you follow the plan. But, you know, every, it's easy to talk about a plan. So yeah, think about that. What is your plan? And maybe you'll have a little change of heart when it comes to going and you know putting down money on fireworks where there are a lot of alternatives to go create some memories that uh, are not gonna require that much front or that much, uh, that much cash. And I'm sure you have some friend somewhere or a neighbor or something that is, uh, they're just gonna go you know, spend that money and you can just uh, you know, you know, watch those fireworks or just go check out the ones at your city. But in general now, what are you spending your money on? Do you really need fill in the blank item? Is that running counterintuitive to what you're trying to accomplish? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's genuinely a must-have item that is make it or break. I mean, if you're sitting there saying, sorry, kids, we're only having bread and water this week. All right, that's a little too excessive. I, I, I love the intensity. I'll give you credit for the intensity, but maybe a little too intense. But, you know, that's a great question to ask yourself. Do I actually need this? And if you're kind of sitting there wavering, saying, well, I could probably, well, then do the other thing. Because if not, then you're all hot air. You're talking big about how you wanna do this, that, and the other, but you're not backing up anything when the tough decisions come, when the annoying decisions come. Because they will come, that's part of personal finance, that's part of building you know, wealth, building the legacy, is you're gonna have short-term annoying hurdles, but when you, get, when you clear them, you're gonna feel so much better about yourself. You're gonna you know, be looking around at these fireworks exploding saying, man, I just got that much closer to paying off my credit card and look at all these people that are just, uh, you know, who knows, maybe you know some of these people. You know Billy Bob over there. Who, oh, Billy Bob, he's got like a bunch of student loans and that car payment and he just dropped all that money on that fireworks set? Come on, Billy Bob. And you're gonna feel that much better about yourself, not in a cocky way, but in a good, proud way. And when you 
get that feeling, when you get that kind of surge of adrenaline and just, you're gonna feel good, you're gonna feel good about yourself and it's gonna make the next annoying decision that much easier to overcome. So just remember that, ask yourself, do I really need to be spending money on this? And here's the first hint, if you don't have $400 in some sort of savings account, no, you should not be buying any sort of items that even for a split second make you wonder, huh, do I really need that? No, let's first get at least $400 in your savings account first. So that's all I have to say on the topic, but hopefully this motivated you a little bit. But uh, yeah, get ready. The banks are stepping up their game. The banks know how to press those buttons. And if the banks are getting people to take out debt for a dishwasher, you know they're coming for you. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.